Do you hear that creepy voice? Recording in progress. <laughs> it's creepy. <laughs> but I think what I think as adults is we learned that like punching and pushing and shoving isn't um, isn't the most appropriate way to deal with those things. Hey, if you don't know by now, I'm Jeanette. I'm your host. Welcome to 2022. New intro, same great podcast. Hold on, we're coming at you. Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of To an Extent. I've got a very familiar voice with us tonight. Hi, Taylor. They can't see when you wave. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot you can. I can. Our, Our listeners can't. We are talking about apologies and why they never live up to expectations. And up front, we're sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're sorry. We apologize. <laughs> no, so this one, we we did just a little bit of research, but I think um, from personal experience, I know my personal experience alone, um, apologies never live up to expectations. Would you agree or disagree? I think Ooh, we should start on that fundamental fact. I wouldn't say never. Never say never. Always say never. Uh, what if you had to give a percentage of when apologies met expectations? What would you say? Well, I think I'd be generous in saying fifty-fifty. But so of the fifty-fifty of apologies that are um, as good as expectations or better, are those? If you had to classify who those people are to you, how would you classify that? Yeah, I would say they're generally people that it doesn't make much of a difference to me. It's like, yeah, I expect that to go. However, you know, it's just like, whatever, fine. Apologies over and it's good to go. But the people that are most closest to me, probably my husband, none of those apologies go exactly how I had planned. (laughs) And and never fully satisfy the expectation for the apology. Yeah. If there even is one. (laughs) Okay. So I heard a really good phrase the other day and I was, I was like, Oh, that's perfect. Um, If you have a problem with me and you don't bring it to me, it is not my problem. Mm. That is your problem. It's a you problem for sure. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Um, And then when it becomes my problem is when you bring it to me and it should really be a we problem, but. Yeah. Work it together. Yeah. But I feel like that's where apologies come in. Usually there's some sort of conflict or problem and it can either go one of two ways. And I think the times when it doesn't, doesn't meet up is I think when both parties are on the same wavelength to meet in the middle to fight fair or uh, handle conflict. Sure. Yep. You want, you can listen back to a couple episodes ago where we talked about fighting fair and how to handle conflict, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, reconciling and realizing there is an issue mutually being able to apologize. So yeah, um, I think you have really good firsthand experience. I think kids and adults are very different in our apology styles and Mm -hmm. how we hold grudges and how we think and process about uh, apologies. Mm. Yes, for sure. I don't know that I don't know how to even offhand imagine that my children really care if they get an apology. I mean, I don't know that it matters to them. It's just I can say personally, if I have said something or, you know, I lose my cool with my kids somewhat frequently, I, I do, I am convicted. And there are times that I come 
you know, and I snuggle up with them to get them to bed, you know, hey, Roman, mommy's really sorry, such and such happened. You know, I love you. Mommy wants to be better, blah, 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 all these things that just, you know, just soften my heart and show to me, feel my conviction and make me feel it and make me want to be better. If that's in the most basic terms. And all I get in return is, okay, mom. And I'm like, oh, can I have a kiss? Like I'm begging for something like, but really, truly, I feel like it's, that does not matter to my child. It matters to me in a, you know, in, in the sense that I just said, like it, it it's convicted to me and I want to be better in the way I feel better, or I know that I will be better is first coming to whoever it was that I wronged and saying, Hey, I wronged you. Here it is. I apologize. And does that make the slate clean? I don't know, but I'm going to be better from here on out. But for kids, I don't know. <laughs> they matter. Which it- Which is funny as you're talking about this, because when I first thought of this whole idea, I was thinking more on the person who had been wronged Hmm. and you're, you're taking it kind of as the perspective of the person uh, responsible for the quote unquote wronging. Oh, sure. I didn't didn't even think of it that way. So yeah, that's a fun perspective. So, so, and kind of what you're talking about apologies would be for your benefit. They tend to be in my life cycle, at least where I'm at in my life. I am a stay-at-home mom. I'm a wife. I'm a friend. Really, that's the definition of my character at this stage of my life. I don't work outside the home, so I'm not a co-worker. Um, no apologies needed there. Thank God. Whew, that's hard. Fast. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, fact. fact for sure. And don't miss that. Um, I do sort of, but it's hard. It is work and friendships are hard and being a mom is hard and being a wife is really, really hard. But I'm also in the stage in my faith and my walk with God that I just want to be better. And I recognize that usually first off, I'm probably the person that messed up, at least in some fashion. So okay. I I have come to that apology very frequently lately and I, I I'm okay with it. I've come to terms with it. I'm understanding of it, you know, in the Karen's perspective that we kind of talked about Karen's one podcast before. I feel like I, I re- I'm reflective in that sense. Is there anything that you are not willing to apologize for? <sighs> it's funny. That's kind know. of a that's kind of a loaded question. Oh yeah. And it would depend on the day. A hundred percent depends on the day, the time and the person majorly the person, but you know, you, you can imagine who for me, it would be the hardest to apologize to somebody who shows up with single stuffed over double stuff. I get it. (laughs) You get nothing. (laughs) No. Uh, Yeah. I think it definitely um, depends on the level of, of hurt too. And Mm. kind of, um, polarizing thoughts, opinions, and I think core values that people hold might make it um, hard to or unwilling to apologize. Yeah. You know, if there's a, a sole conviction that you have, but I can't think of any offhand right now that I would not be willing to apologize if I felt like I had done something wrong. It's really hard for me to kind of think of the what I, I have a tendency to 
unintentionally stick my foot in my mouth um, and, and say things that I don't realize are um, upsetting or whatever the case may be, Mm -hmm. or how I meant to say it isn't how it came across or it landed. Not great. Um, Being a Karen would be a great instance. Um, So yeah, but when, when I do, I genuinely feel bad. And sometimes I don't feel like saying sorry is enough, but I don't know how to correct it. That makes sense. Yeah. And in in that sense, I do think, like you said, it matters who the person is and what the severity of the wronging is. Yeah. There's lots of opportunities and ways to apologize too. Like some people just need to hear, I'm sorry, or other people need to hear like a whole drawn out, like, I'm a terrible person and like, I, I shouldn't have done this. And then other people like, no matter how many times you say, sorry, it's just not good enough. Yeah. I'm not one of those people that really can take it over. I, I don't know if anybody can like take that kind of a situation over a text, but I'm definitely not one of those people. I, I just want to like fix it in person. I want to feel your body language and your emotions, you know, what you're saying with your face. I think we've talked about that before. Yeah. What your face is telling me before your face tells me. Are you making eye contact? Are you honing in? Yes. We talked about this several podcasts ago. Yes. Yes. All good, good points to understanding people in general, but especially in a sense, that's a hard situation. Yeah. And that, that leads into a really good point. Um, did, like I said, we did a little bit of research on this one um, about a study where Um, Games were rigged for participants and pretty much negative outcomes or outcomes where the participant um, outrightly just like um, was able to win and humiliate these other people. Um, And it's talking about sometimes apologies are given to restore social order, almost like it's a learned behavior. Kind of like we were talking with your kids, you apologize because, you know, they do transgressions or, you know, you've, you've done something that's not been right in what your eyes are. Um, and they're like, okay. So they learn like that's, that's a social construct when somebody is upset or there's, there's that weird, like somebody needs to apologize, even if they're not in the wrong. Um, so it, it's a highly scripted reconciliation process. Like I think even from a teeny tiny kid level all the way up, you're always learning how to apologize or correct, self-correct properly. With and words. it's always like this whole thing, like it's a whole process of like, I can apologize better. I can do better. Mm-hmm. Um, but talking about um, sometimes it doesn't seem to add up because you feel like there's not enough sincerity in it. There's no remorse. It's just, it's that, that social thing. So that kind of goes back with the whole, I want to see your body language and, and all that. So if somebody's standing, you know, cross-armed and they're kind of like looking away from you and they're like, I'm sorry. I think, I think that's probably why my mom yelled at me so many times when I was a kid, because I would apologize, but not really mean it. So now looking back, sorry, mom. <laughs> that's a common thing. Sorry, mom. I know. I know I was wrong now. I'm an adult, but it's been 30 yeah. years, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing was about the, the transfer of powers. So if I, if I've wronged you, Taylor, and I come up and I apologize to you, regardless if there's remorse or um, whatever it is, unless you forgive me, I'm now the good person because I apologized. Yes. You know, and, and especially in, in public or whatnot, um, 
it's that whole, it, now it's up to you, Taylor. Are you going to be the good person too and forgive me? Or are you going to be a jerk yeah. and like, yeah, like not. And just, so now that's on you. Yep. Yep. And that I can definitely see that example in my kids too. When someone's wronged them or hurt, it's always hurt. Oh, he tripped me. You know, it's always that. And their mom, come on, let's go, you know, and I'm sorry. And my kid, it's like, okay, now they just walk away. And like, what's the right answer? Oh, I forgive you. Let's be friends and hug and skip off into the distance holding hands. Like, is that (laughs) correct? Or does he feel that way? What is he feeling? And, you know, is it right to even just say, Roman, go tell that kid you're sorry for punching him and making him hit his face on the floor. Is he really sorry? Is that, am I teaching him the correct thing? And I, I'm sure there's controversy in that topic, but you know, I, I do want to be the best mom I can be. And maybe that's why there's the popularity of like an eye for an eye. You punch me, punch the kid back. Like, because it, it allows the, the same tangible compensation for whatever the wrong was. So if you punch me, I'll punch you. Like, it seems fair. I mean, it's natural. But I think what I think as adults is we learned that like punching and pushing and shoving isn't um, isn't the most appropriate way to deal with those things. It's not. I think we get. Yeah, it's not productive. I think we also get in our head, too, and like start to add value to what you need to apologize for X, Y, Z and this and this and this where I don't want to say you get kind of an inflated sense of self, but like you start to step yourself up from one from the other. And you have done you've done me so wrong and so unjustly. Yes. Yeah. It's such an interesting concept, though, from the the side of being the apology giver and why it never adds up. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I did think of it on the side that you you were talking about of being the one that it's accepting as well. And I really thought about the time, you know, you're you're mad and you're fuming about whatever it is. And even now, the other day, I could think of the situation with Ben and I. And I have no idea what it was I was so upset about. But at the time, I'm in the shower or wherever I was in the car even. And I'm just yelling, spatting off all these things that I'm going to say to him, you know. You're winning that argument every time too. Yep. Giving him what for. And it never does. I never do that. That never happens. It's not real life. Why do we do that? I think sometimes we just need to get it out. Yeah. Some of that ugly out. And I think there's a a root side of that that needs worked out but I feel like that's healthy <laughs> to get it out before the fight the the venting the venting that's that's a whole other podcast topic on its own sure I I would be very interested to feel and understand more how, about how people feel in the venting stage if I'm not normal or if I am super normal and needing to vent and it's really normal's overrated yeah for sure because he he knows all your buttons. He knows the intimate details. He knows the the dirty little secrets sort of stuff about you that, Isn't that he's got so this fantastic. He's got this wielding power behind it. So it's fantastic. Also scary all at the same time. Yeah. I think that's what makes it fantastic. Yeah. I don't know that <laughs> fantastic isn't necessarily the word I would use, but I think when we stop giving ourselves an inflated sense of self and realize like, yes apologies and stuff are kind of a social construct and they are kind of um there's a certain pattern and cadence to them i think when we get out of that and we realize like we're all just human beings and we all screw up from time to time and like we got to give each other a little bit of grace and forgiveness Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think that's huge 
regardless of, of either side. And the other thing is just letting it go. You can hold on to things so so long that we're upset about. I've I've heard it. I've heard it twice. I heard it um, at work and I heard it at church about um, we have two options. We can either look through our windshield or we can look through our rear view mirror. Mm. You're going to miss all the things ahead of you if you're looking through the rear view mirror. Oh, sure. But then also me being a very factual, actual person, I'm sitting there like driving through a rear rear view mirror. You're going to cause an accident, (laughs) which is all the all the more like, oh, like, yeah. So as long as you're looking back and holding on to what's behind you, it doesn't do any good. Yeah can't hold on but you in a sense to be able to feel and understand what you felt in the past and check it occasionally yeah just it's there we know it's there we've been through it it's past it's ugly some is good too um knowing it's there is great but moving on and not taking it with us i did i did hear another one now that we're we're thinking about it and i forget where i heard it i forget who who the the person is but it's the power of the coffee bean Hmm. And it's essentially, I'm going to break it down. It's probably going to be a terrible translation, but the coffee bean is great. So you have a pot of boiling water. You have three things you can put into it, a carrot, an egg, and a coffee bean. So when you throw a carrot into a boiling water, what, what happens to it? It softens oh. up, yeah. right? Cooks, gets mushy. You let it stay in too long, it's done for. Yeah. Okay. So you've got, you, you got an egg, you can throw it in there. And what's ask gonna happen to the what egg? happens if you leave that in there too long? I just ask him. The egg gets hard as it goes in there. I don't know what happens after you leave it in too long. Probably blows up. Explodes everywhere. Yeah. Then it starts on so, fire. So yeah, that's a perfect example. And then there's the coffee bean. It exists under pressure and it turns that that heat and everything from boiling water into something productive. Be the coffee bean. If the water leaves though, just like with the egg, don't you think the coffee bean would explode? Taking it too far. I know I, I have taken it too far, but that's all right. But it's the whole, the whole, the whole idea of you can either, you know, you can crush under that, you can get hard under it or, you know, tough and whatever, or you can produce something out of it. Kind of like the whole apologies. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can either accept it um, and whatever and deal with it. You can get hard and, and nope, I'm not doing it, not apologizing, or I'm not taking the apology, blah, blah, blah. Or you can yeah. do the coffee bean, get it, check it, do better. Mix them together, a good soft hard blend. Which is would not want all blend. three of them together. Wow, just oh, you're talking about just the coffee in general. I was like, I wouldn't want to carrot, carrot, and egg and coffee all in the same thing, but <laughs> each their own. I apologize for making that assumption. Yes. So, but yeah, apologies—they're never gonna for me—they're never gonna live up to expectations. And quit having the fights in your car or in the shower or as you're trying to lay in bed at night. Quit having the arguments. You're all the arguments you're having. They're never actually going to have probably 95% of them. Yeah, it's truth. So quit worrying about shit tomorrow. Today's got enough worries of its own. Instead of worrying about it, figure it out. Take steps to to do better. So yeah, move on. You have any final thoughts, Taylor, on apologies and how how they never live up to, correction, how they almost never live up to our expectations? Never say never. See, I'm learning. Yeah, which is an oxymoron, right? Never say never. Never say never. Yeah. Any final thoughts? That was my final thought. Never say never. Never say never. (sighs) Film with kindness and never say never. (laughs) So that's all we've got for to an extent this week. If you have any uh, opinions on apologies, uh, go ahead and reach out to us. You've got us on our socials and you can always email us at to an extent at yahoo.com. 
See you next week.